Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This episode of the Cult Popshire podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch or get two extra exclusive podcasts a month, then please consider becoming a patron and joining us at www.patreon.com forward slash cultpopshire. Welcome to the Cold Pops Podcast. My name is AJ, and as usual, I'm joined by Richard. Hello, Richard. Hello, guys. And today we're joined by a very special guest, um, you, the listener. Hello. Oh, very good joke, AJ. All right, well, this needs some unpacking right up top. <laughs> so Richard was like, oh, start the show by saying we have a special guest and then say it's you. And I was like, oh, do you just want to start the show? And he was like, no, nah, no, nah, you do it. And so then we started recording... <laughs> And then when I did it, he was like, oh, cool joke, man. And I was, and I explained all of this. And then his audacity crashed, his recording software crashed, and we had to start again. And I was like, do you want to do the joke again? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> so it's even funnier the third time. So that's why the, um, if, you, if you felt a lack of sincerity... That's yeah. why. Um, but the yeah, gold I mean, is lost. It's, it's not. It's not just a funny joke. It's a. It's a sincere thing. We, it's a true our fact. Listeners and some random people that we don't know are, f- you know, guests on this podcast. All right. That no, that is true. Yeah. Okay. I get what you mean now. I thought you were just being like you. You're joining us on this journey because. Oh no. No. No, I, it makes so much more sense now. No, it's like a specific to this episode. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, all right. So this episode, uh, we are doing the subject, what's the best sequel? Um, kind of. That's kind of what we're talking about. It's a little bit more complicated than that. But we wanted to hear from you, Me? our guests. Richard? No, our guests. Oh, <laughs> And so we were like, all right, who, um, we put out a call out, you might have seen on our Facebook or Instagram, I put it out everywhere, man, basically saying, hey, tell us what you think the best sequel is. You can either leave a comment or you can email us in a voice message. We will be playing all of the voice messages. Uh, We will not be playing, we will not be reading all of the comments because we got way more comments than I thought we would, uh, which is cool. Which is good, it's a good thing. (laughs) The the growth of the podcast, but it does mean that um, we'll read out, like I've abridged some of them if they have good points. Some of them I'm I'm just going to read out fully. Um, A lot of people said the same movie, so I've, I've, if you left a comment and that film is one I'm going to be talking, we're going to be talking about, you will hear your name. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Richard... We yeah, we've been doing a podcast for nearly three years that's all about franchises. Yeah, and we have. I'm not I'm not arguing with that. Good. Well, I would be very upset if you I'd just be like, let's just power through, man. <laughs> <laughs> Got so many comments to get through. If, and and an integral like ingredient to a franchise, in fact probably what defines it as a franchise, is of course a sequel. Mm. Now sequels have um a bit of notoriety uh for being usually pretty bad a bad sequel is more common than a good sequel but every once in a while you get a sequel that's better than the original and a sequel that is great and we want to 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 learn 
what is the best sequel? And we've got some clarifications. I've written some down. Um, so let's go through them and feel free to disagree with them if you want to make the podcast longer. <laughs> well, because because should we clarify when we talk about like the best sequel, we're not talking about the best movie that happens to be a sequel. That's clarification two. Okay, well then. <laughs> Shall I do clarification one? Okay. <laughs> so clarification one, uh, by definition, a sequel, for the sequel to be the best, it must be better or at least on par with the original. And 1A is this must be backed up by general consensus. So you can look me dead in the eye and tell me that you think Alice Through the Looking Glass is the best sequel but like the critical consensus does not back that up so i'm not going to be like submitting that to the, to the <laughs> sequel gods <laughs> clarification two is that and this is this is potentially game changing for what people thought this podcast was going to be we're not just looking for the best sequel but we're looking for the purest example of a sequel right yeah. so this is several implications so 2a being a sequel within a cinematic universe is not pure and i know that's going to upset a lot of people a good example of this is uh, and we will be reading out a couple that qualify for this, but you know, I'm just saying it's probably not going to win because it's because of the impurity of it. Um, I remember when Logan came out, people were like, "Oh, the Wolverine trilogy is the best trilogy ever made," and it's like, "Well, no." Well, in terms of it, 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 every one increases, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, well, no, yeah, but it's not true because the first one's bad, the second one's okay, and the the third one's pretty good, and it's it's like that it's not really a trilogy it's more like they made tried to make the same movie three times within a larger franchise it's in the three goes to get it right yeah 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 so that's an example of 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 logan i wouldn't say as a good sequel or the best sequel rather clarification 2b being a sequel which changes genre or style from the original is very dicey because yeah. we're talking about we want it to be pure so we want it to continue through themes and style and aesthetic to yeah. a degree so does change, that also change cover happen, changing like the main character because often sequels would do that they'll put a lot more focus on the secondary one like for mm. instance cars 2 yeah it's it's a hard it's a hard we'll probably talk about that with a particular film when we get later to because because a lot of people said cars 2 was the best sequel so we'll talk <laughs> yeah. about it then <laughs> um Clarification 2C, while a film may be the greatest film which happens to be a sequel, it does not make it the best sequel. So there's a lot of fantastic films, in fact one in particular that we'll get to, which is probably my favourite film anyone's mentioned, but it's not a good sequel. Right? Yeah, it is. So we're, it looking is, yeah. For, yeah. <laughs> we're looking for the marriage of operates really well as a continuation of the story and is also a good movie. Yeah, if you were like, yeah, so we, we want to try and figure out what a sequel should do and then what's the mm. best example of that. Yeah. Clarification 2D, open for debate, but the original film should be a great movie in its own right. Yeah, I mean, if, if, the, if the original isn't great and the sequel improves upon it, I think that's, you know, more points to the sequel. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and 2DI is if the sequel in question is a second sequel or onwards, the uh, clarification D becomes less and less concrete, in my opinion. So if like the sixth movie in a franchise is the best, but two and three were bad, it's like six can still be the best sequel. Yeah, sure. Um, and clarification 2E, prequels and spinoffs do not count and are irrelevant to the conversation. <laughs> Amalgamations of sequels and prequels like mid or midquels um, will be judged on a case-by-case -case basis, but it ain't looking good. A case-by-cases. Mm -hmm. 
Clarification 3 with Clarification 2C in mind. So 2C was while a film may be the greatest film which happens to be a sequel. It does not make it the best sequel. So Clarification 3 is the traits of which I believe personally a perfect sequel must have include a story which expands upon and builds upon what was set up in the first film. This is mainly done through deeper world building, deeper character development and or deeper storytelling. In short, a sequel needs to matter to the overall mythology and potentially change things moving forward. That's my uh, definition of a sequel. uh, Yeah, I would say it needs to go deeper and or bigger kind of thing. Yeah. Um, clarification 3a uh, says with clarification one in mind so that's must be that is it has to be better than the original while a sequel may do all the things in clarification three it could still just not be as good as the original film yeah and therefore is out of the running <laughs> number four open for debate but a sequel should be able to operate as both a continuation of a story as well as a standalone film what yeah do we that, think that's, of that? A, that's a tricky one and that's that's one that i think we might talk about more because it's like you know, should should the best sequel be kind of like in your face about how sequely it is, in that you're only, you're not, you know, yeah, you have to see the first one, or should it be that it's the mark of a great sequel that you don't need to see the first one? Yeah, because either one, I could hear, I could you know understand an argument for. Yeah, exactly. Finally, clarification five: we are mainly looking at film sequels, but will include other mediums in the discussion, though. And for the sake of streamlining everything, I've categorized. Like there are, there will probably be multiple winners. So we'll crown a best film sequel, best TV sequel, or whatever. Or well, we don't even need to crown the others because we probably don't have enough. Yeah, it'll just be not a lot of people discussion at movies. the end. What better place to start than discussing why a lot of sequels are inferior to the original? And Richard, we're going to do this with a film which abides by all the rules in Clarification Three, but I don't think is very good. Um, and we're going to jump right in by actually <laughs> listening to. A voice message sent to us where someone is saying this is a good sequel. So this is from the uh, podcast Every Marvel Movie Ever. Hi everybody, Gabe here from the Every Marvel Movie Ever podcast. My pick for best sequel of all time is 1981's Halloween 2. It's the last real movie that John Carpenter worked on in the series, as he didn't have any involvement with 4, 5, 6, Resurrection, or H2O or the Rob Zombie remakes for that fact. He did have a little bit of a hand, especially in the score and production of Halloween 2018, but Halloween 2 is really the last one that, well, I mean, he wrote it, so it has that signature John Carpenter feel. Plus, it taking place near seconds after the first movie ends makes it feel like the same night. That makes Halloween 1 and 2 a really fun and spooky double feature. This is the one that fills in some really critical Michael backstory, like how he and Laurie are related. It also makes Michael into the cold-blooded killer we all know him as today, and has some of the best kills of the franchise, like the hot tub murder, or when he stabs the nurse with the scalpel. And it has a weird cameo from a young Dana Carvey? That's interesting. I always thought it was funny that Dana Carvey went on to be best friends with Mike Myers, and his first film appearance was in Halloween 2 with Michael Myers. That's crazy, isn't it? Anyway, Halloween 2 from 1981 gets a lot of slack, but I think it's almost as good as the first one. Maybe better in some regards. Plus, Ben Tramer gets hit with a car and blows up, and that's pretty funny. Thanks, guys. Okay, uh, well, f- first of all, um, thank you so much, Gabe, for sending in a message. I'm, I, I respectfully disagree vehemently, but <laughs> I, I am very grateful that you sent in and, of course, don't hold it yeah. against you and your While tests. I disagree with what you say, I will defend to the death your right to say <laughs> Thank you. Um... I think the things that Gabe lists in his his pitch for Halloween two being the best sequel, while um, there is there is a lot of what builds upon. So in clarification three, we've got a story which expands and builds upon the world that was set up in the first film. 
There is deeper world building and deeper character development, deeper storytelling. But in this case specifically, I think it ruins Halloween. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I stand with uh, Danny McBride and um, David Gordon Green that I, I don't like the uh, inclusion that they're related. Mm, and that stays with us for so long as well. Yeah, and that, that twist. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a strange pick. Like I, it's not something I've ever seen discussed as being talked about when talking about great sequels you know mm, yeah i yeah i would say what what we're getting into now is a very what could be seen as a very subjective conversation where it's like even though you can do all the things in clarification three even though you can have deeper story you've got to still make the right creative decisions because you can actually adulterate what was compelling about the first movie which a lot of sequels yeah. do a yeah. lot of sequels that's probably Next to just not being as good, one of the biggest things that sequels do wrong is that they ruin the first one. People always well, talk about yeah. how, like, yeah. I think Quentin Tarantino says The Matrix would be his favorite film if it wasn't for the sequels, you know, and yeah. that sort of thing. Like, or it's like retconning um, and changing things. And- yeah, and even um, like you, you get this a lot, not like not even with sequels, but just in like movies in general, that studios, especially like misinterpreting why people liked a film. Yeah. Because cause the appeal of the first Halloween is that it's just so random. Mm. It's like totally random. <laughs> it's to Penguin of Doom. Uh, yeah. Holds up Spork. Um, yeah. it's at, Whereas the inclusion of the brother thing. If you yeah, don't know what I we're think, talking about, it's revealed in Halloween 2 that Michael Myers is Laurie Strode's brother. I think he's, I think Gabe said that yeah. in, in his voice message. But, but yeah. if you just skipped it past Gabe, which if you did... <laughs> Go back. Go back. Go back and listen to him. Uh, Yeah. So, Halloween 2, are we striking that off the list? I'm saying that's a great great segue to talk about bad sequels and, (laughs) like, famous bad sequels and why they're bad, which maybe we've done. Have you got any more you want to throw in Oh, like famous bad sequels? Mm. Oh, I mean, there's dozens, isn't there? Mm. Um, Google's famous bad sequels. Evan Almighty. (laughs) That's the first one that comes up. <laughs> All right. So we're here to talk about best sequels, though. So with that so out of the up, way, <laughs> with that out of the way, um, let's discuss what some people sent us in, what some people commented with. And we're going to sort of start in order of what all what people always say are the best sequels when this question comes up. Mm, and as, as the list goes on, it's going to get more and more um, obscure. Obscure, yeah. Uh, and we're going to sort of discuss why a lot of these don't count as well. Yeah, so take that. We're going to start with what I'm going to say are the big four. I think there are four sequels that often come up in this conversation, and I would like to put forward that almost none of them count. <laughs> Maybe. Up to you. All right, so the first one, uh, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. This was suggested by Jeff, Evan, and Alan from on Facebook. Um, not together, they separately suggested this film. Um, so Jeff says that this movie inverts the formula of the first film. It's got a heroic human versus killer robot sent back in time, and then the killer robot becomes a heroic robot versus a killer robot sent back in time, with the first 20 minutes of the movie relying on the audience's expectations from the previous film before subverting it wonderfully. Yeah, that's a that's a, a good formula for a sequel. I, I won't, I, you know, I don't strike anything against that. So you haven't seen... You famously haven't seen Terminator 2. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think I of Jeff's I got a lot of slack on Facebook this week. And you know what? <laughs> I don't give a stuff. Wow. Yeah. So 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't really comment, to be honest. I, I think these I are good points. Comment, commenting. Uh, yes, yeah, so subverting the formula, and I think taking your expectations of what you expected the sequel to be, I guess, is is quite mm. cool. Yeah. It's not necessarily like you need to see the first one, but it's it's including the fact that it's a second movie, in a yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe... Maybe this is a really, really good run for it, actually, because you definitely don't need to see the first one to understand this one, but it does inform it. My, my only, my only strikes against Terminator Two: Judgment Day is it's, I'm not overly familiar with it, and you've never seen it, so it feels <laughs> like so it can't be the best sequel. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one um, that people always suggest is Aliens. Um, this was suggested by Alan, Evan, and Adam from Facebook, as well as the podcast Voices from Behind, who sent us an email. Jeff, though, who commented that stuff about uh, Terminator 2, made the following point so that we don't have to. I have to argue against Aliens as the best sequel, as much as I love it as a film, um, the incredibly pedantic reason being that it has a massive tonal or stylistic shift from the first film, whereas T2 is a continuation, expansion, and elevation of the first. But hey, James Cameron is the winner either way, right? <laughs> yeah. which is which is a good point and i would have made that point as well but then however uh, i i valo from sorry if i'm mispronouncing your name from voices from behind who sent us an email this morning suggested that aliens is probably one of the best sequels ever made because it takes a space slasher film and builds on it to the point where the slasher thing is completely gone but all the original's atmosphere and characteristics are kept to a very authentic level that's a good point as well is that it actually oh, uh, it actually it respects the original, yeah. It makes genre its bitch, you know? Like, it shifts it and still maintains its its uh, yeah. its atmosphere. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe the shifting genre thing, you know, maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's what a good sequel should do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep it fresh. Um, but, again, though, if we are talking purity, I still want to find the pure example of what we set out yeah to find originally yeah like like if you're listening to this feel free to like disagree with us but uh this is our mission statement yeah exactly uh then we got the empire strikes back this was suggested by a lot of people richard this was suggested by evan scott and james from facebook uh gas cadet on youtube and my name is bryden from instagram um scott from facebook points out that it's not often recognized just how much the sequel as opposed to the original film actually defined the template of the franchise going forward and i can't think of any other major series where this is the case tonally a new hope feels sort of like an outlier in the star wars saga which is a real odd thing to consider actually i guess it is part of what makes any first what any first sequel does is define the format of the franchise to use the star wars example again episode five uh, the empire strikes back could have just as easily been another rip-roaring action adventure set in outer space with simple goodies and baddies and no more depth to it it's fun and in some cases depressing to imagine how different first sequels might have set a franchise off in a very different trajectory uh, that's a really interesting point. Like, uh, um, because he's essentially saying that this invented what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. This invented what Star Wars feels like and defined what Star Wars is supposed to feel like. Um, and I think this is a good. I think Empire Strikes Back is a, is a very good um, in the running for best sequel. You know what I mean? I think oh, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, easily. Good. Like, it's yeah. Mm. Um, my name is Bryden on uh, Instagram also says that everything that was loved about A New Hope was built on and expanded. The characters are developed, action was bigger, worlds and technology, and it built for Return of the Jedi while still being its own story, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, the next one, uh, this was only suggested by one person, despite often being in the conversation. Uh, the Godfather Part 2 was suggested by Ezra from Facebook. 
he didn't say anything else. He just said the Godfather Part Two. Yeah, and while it, while this like there's there's a genuine chance that this might be the best movie, which is a sequel. Um, it's just be purely because it's half a prequel. You know, yeah. it, it yeah. doesn't really count. And also, um, whenever it's brought up as best sequel, there's always a hefty amount of people who are like, I still think the first one's the best. You know. Yeah, but I mean, I, I guess that comes from. Um, the first movie is the greatest movie of all time. The second is the second best movie of all time. It's still the best right. sequel, and it's the right. best movie that is a sequel, you know? And the last of the big four is The Dark Knight. Now, this was suggested by Evan and Michael from Facebook, David and 2003 Leonard from YouTube. Yeah, Evan says Batman Begins is actually really good, but it's forgettable because um, it's it's almost forgettable to people because of The Dark Knight. Uh, Michael on Facebook says, to me, it's The Dark Knight. Batman Begins is good, but The Dark Knight picks up the world created and completely defines it. Throw an iconic villain and an all-time performance from Heath Ledger. The ramifications for the main character from the first film are deeper and a deeper voice in voila, the perfect sequel. Yeah. Here's the thing. This is what I was talking about before when I said The Dark Knight's probably my favorite film that anyone's mentioned on this list. Uh-huh. However... Uh, I don't think it's a great sequel. Ooh. It's a great film, and it's better than Batman Begins, but it's actually quite totally inconsistent with Batman Begins. It's, it's like the the um, production design's completely different. The first one's set in Gotham, the second one's set in Chicago. Yeah, it's everything about it's so different that um, it actually makes... Uh, the, the fact that people forget about the first film does not a good sequel make, <laughs> I think. Yeah. And also, in terms of just the trilogy as a whole, it was quite jarring going back to The Dark Knight Rises, which is probably more in line with Batman Begins than The Dark Knight. Well, because it brings Stone. back Liam Neeson. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, one other thing I want to mention is just how amazing The Big Four is. It's so big that it's actually got five films in it. Did I say, what are the five? Uh, T2, oh, yeah. Aliens, um, Empire yep. Strikes Back uh dark knight and godfather 2 yeah so the big five all right a lot of these next ones people are going to be like these should be in the big five but it's like i feel i I feel they they aren't as ubiquitous as the previous five yeah so um this one is back to the future part two this was suggested by scott and steph from facebook mark fresh from instagram and at rebecca brayton on twitter and rebecca brayton uh, tweeted us and said back to the future part two allows you to see the first movie from a different angle literally and figuratively plus it takes everything and everyone you love from part one and puts them in new but familiar situations i personally would regard part two as my favorite in the trilogy but i don't think enough people do yeah for the, there's be- a large school of thought that the first one's great in the sequels are trash as well yeah yeah exactly uh yeah i i i agree i really like the second one but again it's hard because like because it revisits the first one does that dilute its purity it's it's too weird yeah yeah um i think this is at the very least a very interesting sequel yeah it's a it's a great one and it's and it's a um it's a it's a method that a few films have copied since you know for sure. We had an- another popular one when people are talking about this, um, like le- lesser known, better better sequels. Uh, X2, X-Men United. This was suggested by Maisel Misse from Instagram. I don't have too much to say about that. I-, I would say I agree it's better than the first one, but I don't know if it's... Uh, well, I mean, it's like this is one that it, I, it is better than the first one. And I think it probably does take off everything we mm. in our clarifications. Yeah, that's true. So like this is, it goes deeper with the characters. The threat is bigger um it's it's a better movie and 
Yeah, I, I like. I mean, this is probably in contention. I would say. Okay. Well, cool. Good on you, Mason Messe. You you saved the day for X Men Two. Yeah. Um. All right. So this one, this is sort of a package deal. This next one. Um, we had a lot of people suggest Captain America the Winter Soldier. So this was suggested by Nathan and Alan on Facebook, my Vincent Academia on Instagram, and at LG16Spear on Twitter. Uh, and while we're on the MCU, we also got this voice message from Ben, who's a big fan of Cole Popshire and also has his own podcast called Red Laugh Riot, which, by the way, I guest starred on last week. So go check that out. Uh, and he pitches um, Avengers Infinity War as his best sequels let's listen to that hey guys my name's ben and i'm from the red laugh riot podcast also a massive cole Pompture fan here to tell you why avengers infinity war is the best sequel and the reason is it's because it's more than just a sequel it's a sequel to not just the avengers movies but every other marvel movie that has come before it and in that sense it is the pinnacle of the marvel cinematic universe and the reason that it works so well and the reason that this universe works so well is because of the character journeys that we are taken on and that is especially poignant in avengers infinity war specifically with the character of tony stark the way that you've felt that journey the whole way and the fact that I can watch a movie in 2018 and his first movie came out 10 years before that and I am feeling, still feeling for that character and having emotions because of the way they've built him up, what he's going through, you're feeling so much. The the whole Thanos has been in my head for six years kind of thing. Like, my only curse is you. It's one of my favorite lines in that movie. He's kind of on a parallel journey with Thanos. Like, Tony doesn't know actually who Thanos is. He just knows that there's something out there. He feels like he's the one that has to defend against this threat and that is so beautifully like interlaced throughout the first Avengers movie into Iron Man 3 and Avengers Age of Ultron where you just see how badly this one event in New York affected him and the real deep emotion that you feel for that character when he when he's there fighting Thanos on Titan you know and so yeah that's why I think Avengers Infinity War is the best sequel ever made be sure to jump over to the Red Life Right podcast and if you check out our latest episode you'll hear AJ talking about his top five favorite film franchises of all time it's not true. Um, no, it's, 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 a good, it's a good time. You should check it out. Uh, and while we're on the subject of the MCU, Avengers Endgame was also put forward uh, by Secret Pe- Secret Piperson from YouTube. Now, on The Winter Soldier, which my Vincent Academia um, suggested, uh, he notes that it fundamentally changes the universe uh, forever and felt believable without having a being a jump the shark moment. Um, and why... Okay, I'll, get, I'll say the get the elephant in the room out of the way it's a cinematic universe therefore i don't think it's fair to say it's a best sequel it's yeah it's so more, more akin to being the best episode of a tv show yeah exactly um and while the winter soldier being part of a cinematic universe does mess with its purity i do think what my vincent academia has has pointed out is is great it's it, like the the idea of fundamentally changing something yeah yeah and i think i think that that is not necessarily a requirement for a sequel but it does give it a shot of nitros you know yeah and i think i think if you were to look at just the captain america films which like you know let, let, to be fair we should we should look at it on that lens um that the first film was all about his values and showing like where they come from and how steadfastly he'll stick to them and then the second one is all about challenging those it's really good it's good it's yeah. just in a cinematic universe <laughs> <laughs> um but i agree I, if we can find that in a non-cinematic universe film, that's going to be one of the best ones, I think. Boy, howdy. And so with that in mind, let's move on to Spider-Man 2, which was suggested by um, only Alan from Facebook suggested this. However, 
we've talked about this before off pod, maybe and even it, on pod, and we'll be talking about it next week when we cover the Spider-Man movies. And also it was the thumbnail for the um, yeah. for when we asked for suggestions. Yeah, I, I think this has got a pretty good chance of being crowned the best, most pure sequel, Spider-Man 2. Yep. It plays with the universe's foundations, like My Vincent Academia, noted with The Winter Soldier. And I made a video, I made a cult popcorn video about this a few years back, um, and I talked about how personal crisis is such a great place to take your character. So to put it simply, if Spider-Man 1 was, I am Spider-Man, you know, this is my responsibility. Spider-Man 2 is, am I Spider-Man? And then Spider-Man 3 is, he's Spider-Man as well. <laughs> so, yeah, I think this this does everything we've we've looked for so far yeah and the thing i I just mentioned about challenging his values because it's all about the first one's about i need to be spider-man because there's a greater good and all this stuff and then the second one's like well actually i I need to take care of myself as well and and finding that balance it's so good man we're going to talk about this next week but ah it's so good with all of this what we've been saying in mind let's move on to what i think is another contender like serious contender that we've discussed before and that is toy story 2 and by extension 3 uh I added the three because I think it's valid, but Toy Story 2 was the only one that was suggested. But it was suggested by both Steph and Evan from Facebook. Evan says, I think Toy Story 2 is better than one, but ultimately that's probably down to everyone's opinion, which is so accurate. But does that make it a better sequel because it's nested in a... Yeah, I've heard people say like um, that, that Toy Story 2 is crap, and it's like it's objectively not crap. Like, yeah. whether or not you like it as much as the first or third one, it's like, it's not a crap movie. <laughs> yeah. So, again, what I like about Toy Story 2 is that it deals a lot with identity crisis. Yeah. Because Toy Story 1 is, I am Andy's toy, and you know what? Maybe you can be Andy's toy too. Like, maybe there's room for everyone to be Andy's toy. Toy Story 2 is, wait, am I Andy's toy? You know, it's it's questioning what he never even thought of questioning, what he was striving to achieve in the i'm talking about woody of course yeah. striving to achieve in the first film um it also expands the universe with buzz lightyear and woody's associated characters you get zerg you get jesse the yodeling cowgirl you get woody's roundup the tv show yeah. it's all very fun from it's a, a great example of going deeper and bigger as well yeah yeah and it's 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 great world building and it also expands the existential mythology as the film dives head first into the tragic abandonment issues that face every toy which is one of the things that toy story is probably most well known for so if we go back to scott's point about empire strikes back being what defines that franchise going forward toy story 2 i think kind of does that as well i mean there's only been one full movie since then but it's you know there is toy story as a intellectual property in the zeitgeist does think about that existential question a lot now and the first one it doesn't really cover yeah 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 cool all right the next one uh the mission impossible sequels this was suggested by evan from facebook he said everyone except the second one and look the only thing wrong with for me anyway and this doesn't disqualify it the only thing wrong with the mission impossible sequels is i don't think any of them are like the best movie ever you know so it's like they're great they they're very entertaining but i don't know if i'd put any of them on my list of my favorite yeah i mean apart from the second one they do all improve on the first one greatly exactly Mm. yeah that's really it's yeah there's almost something there's almost a Tom Cruisean roboticism to how they get better. Yeah, no, but I, like, <laughs> at the same time, I like the so, like you know Ghost Protocol and Fallout. I would say are like two of the best examples of that kind of film. You know, yeah, no, like for yeah, sure. maybe they're not the best type of film ever because there's an upper limit to how you know where that kind of film can rank in the in the all time film ranking. But yeah, you know, I, I think they're at the height of their power, and yeah. I don't think that. 
I mean, I don't know. Should we be saying that, oh, this doesn't count because we view these movies as lesser, you know? No, we shouldn't. I'm just, that was just an observation I had, not necessarily a strike against it. Yeah, because because also the the two of the contenders we have at the moment are superhero movies. Yeah, that's true. And maybe, and I think certain genres lend themselves better to sequels. True, yeah. And and superhero movies and action movies are probably good examples of that. Shrek 2 was suggested by Ramses from Facebook and Karen from Patreon. Ramses <laughs> says, uh, it's peak DreamWorks expanding the original story by both developing the original cast and introducing new characters. It also expands the Shrek universe far, far away. And he says, best use of pop soundtrack with I Need a Hero still gets my heart going. Yeah, man. Yeah. You've got world building, check. Personal crisis, check. Higher and deeper stakes, check. Messes with foundations, check. Shrek 2 is a great fucking sequel. Man. Yeah, Shrek 2 is a great sequel. Although it is um, the only one that it, I guess, would falter on is is it universally regarded as being better? It's According to Ron Tomatoes, it's on par. Cool. I'm happy with that then because I love Shrek 2, but I know a lot of people are like, you all the sequels are shit. Mm, yeah. I think the sequels... The, the the second two sequels let it like drag it down, but if you watch it, I prefer Shrek Two. Shrek Two is my favorite Shrek. Yes, yeah, so. we had this was the, the surprisingly this was the only time this was suggested, which was Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers, suggested by Scott, but he didn't really suggest it. Um, Scott on Facebook, he says that it's kind of the middle part of a large story as opposed to a true sequel. What do you think of that? Uh, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah, like it's not like. With Lord of the Rings, there's the weird thing of, and I guess this is kind of what discredits Infinity War as well, um, that Ben said. But and like Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, that you're getting these movies which, because if, uh, the purest version of a first film should have a completely wrapped up story. And then the best sequel should do that as well, you know? And whereas, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, that any film which, um, you know, just sort of takes where the first one didn't quite end and then also doesn't quite end itself uh yeah i think that doesn't that shouldn't well i think we've got to mix out a couple earlier ones then like what i think empire strikes back is out of the running okay which sucks because it's i think fuck empire strikes back fuck it who cares uh all right well you know what a what a bombshell to just drop and people are turning off they're furious yeah i feel like this is gonna ruffle a lot of feathers this podcast yeah but who cares it's like what cult popsher thinks not what the world yeah. is agreeing on you know yeah feel free to argue with us please do um all right the next one we got was suggested um by taylor from the little empire podcast pals facebook group go join that facebook group um you'll get <laughs> access to these discussions which you get anywhere else but it's just a cool place to be to talk about the podcast and be part of a community um so taylor suggested blade runner 2049 uh he says that it's an obvious pick often sequels leave their predecessors in the dust but 2049 expanded the lore and made the first film even more enjoyable this is a sticking point for me okay i am very conflicted about blade runner 2049 because this is up there for me richard yeah blade runner 2049 was incredible yeah i think uh, the only thing is is i think it's purity is up for debate because it's a distant sequel and the main character is different. Yeah. But I also think it wins back purity points because <laughs> for me, this story, the story for Blade Runner 2049 is one of the most organic sequel ideas I've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah. You know, because if Blade Runner is, if um, if the first Blade Runner is, can you fall in love with a replicant? The second Blade Runner film is, can replicants have children? Can you fuck a replicant? <laughs> yeah, kind of. That's a better way to put it. 
I remember when we talked about Shrek 2 on the Shrek podcast, we also talked about how Shrek meets Fiona's parents is, is an obvious sequel as well. Yeah. I really, really like Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, it's, I, I, I think it's so much better than the original. Yeah. All right, now it's time for another voice message, Richard. And this one is from a podcast about something. That's the name of the podcast. And he's pitching Bad Boys 2 as the best sequel. So let's okay, jump okay. into that. Hey, Cult Popter listeners. I'm Calvin from a podcast about something. And I'm here to talk today about one of my favorite sequels of all time, Bad Boys 2. I'm sure a lot of these submissions were for The Dark Knight or Aliens or Empire Strike Back, you know, the truly iconic sequels. But I think Bad Boys 2 deserves to be in the Pantheon, mentioned with those iconic sequels. You've got Martin Lawrence and Will Smith coming back a second time as Miami Cops. You bring in Gabrielle Union as an undercover FBI agent. Uh, you got Joe Pantoliano in there as the, uh, the police captain. And everybody in this movie is just throwing 110%. They really indulge in the Miami-ness of this movie. And honestly, I prefer to watch this over the original. It's much more exciting. It's much more fun. Yeah, it's not a great movie plot-wise. But again, I'm here for the enjoyment. I'm here for the Michael Bay-ness of it, which Michael Bay just turned up everything to 11 in this movie. And you can really tell. And, you know, you got the great chase scene with Dan Marino's Ferrari on the, uh, on the I-95 overpass. And there's just a lot in this movie that you can't beat. A great soundtrack in there as well with uh, Diddy, Murphy, Lee, and Nelly throwing in Shake Your Tail Feather, not to mention, you know, Jay-Z's on the soundtrack. There's a lot of good. Check out the Bad Boys 2 soundtrack. Uh, but I just wanted to stop by, talk about one of my favorite sequels in Bad Boys 2. Check it out if you haven't seen it already. Make sure you check out a podcast about something wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, again, thanks for having me. So there was a podcast about something pitching Bad Boys 2 is the best sequel. Um, and while we're on the topic of dumb action movies, uh, a lot of people suggested the Fast and Furious sequels. Uh, they hold them in quite high regard. Um, Scott and Evan from Facebook, at Mike Mercury on Twitter, uh, who specifically mentioned Too Fast, Too Furious because of the title. And the hilarious joke which it spawned. Yeah, of calling every every sequel too too something too something too bad two boys yeah too bad two boys um too bad two boys it's like t-o-o bad two boys yeah it's like that's what the police chief says he's like yeah listen two boys i i can't have you running around the streets and they're like but but chief and then he's like too bad two boys (laughs) i think we've just written a movie yeah there you go that's bad boys for for life or whatever the yeah no this is um We've actually, like, the fact that I was able to just pitch a better movie than Bad Boys 2 um, <laughs> means it's not the best sequel. <laughs> well, I think as well, like, I, the another thing you've got to consider here is how high the bar is set with... Mm. Well, I don't know. I don't want to crown... I, like Fast Five as the best sequel just because it's better than Fast and Furious. Yeah, but we're also anything. like, you know, we're talking purity. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's still like, I, I think these are ones that are still like, okay, cool, put that in the maybe pile. And then at the end, when we actually have to rank those in quality, you know. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, moving on from into a similar territory, but um, somewhat more prestigious. Uh, Adam from Facebook suggested Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, Adam says Mad Max Fury Road is the best sequel ever made. It not only defined the franchise, but films and filmmaking in general, brought practical effects back into fashion, popularized frame rate manipulation, made a fairly niche genre universally pal- palatable, and is one of the best examples of a show don't tell f- of show don't tell filmmaking I've ever seen. It's the only sequel I can recommend to people w- watch that they watch without seeing the originals or even have any prior knowledge of their existence. 
Um, I love that Mad Max Fury Road is the film that defined filmmaking. <laughs> what a it call. Redefined. It redefined oh, right. filmmaking. I really like Mad Max Fury Road, but I think it doesn't... It's very different. All the Mad Max films are very different. Yeah, and also, yeah, and it's... Yeah. As good as this is, and it's one of very few sequels to be nominated for Best Picture, yeah, it, it's 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 essentially a reboot. Mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so let's... In fact, so it sorry. is, because there, there's stuff that happens in Mad Max Fury Road that you see happen differently in Mad Max. So it's yeah. like straight sorry. up a reboot in some ways. Yeah. Uh, all right, so now let's transition to a new category of sequel, Ooh. and we're going to use a couple of voice messages to transition us into this. So first is from listener Craig... Uh, and he pitches Final Destination 2 and Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Kia ora, Richard and AJ. It's Craig here. Um, I've got a couple of sequels. Um, the first one is one that we've covered on the podcast before. Um, I think the second Final Destination, so Final Destination 2, is superior to the first one. Um, I think that the first one kind of took itself a little bit too seriously and um, for essentially what was a pretty goofy kind of premise. Um, the second one just sort of really ramps up the craziness and um, doesn't sort of put it into its um, kind of teen horror genre. It just sort of expands that a little bit um, and it just kind of leans into the fact that it's a ridiculous concept and um, just really sort of plays with that. Um, so I think it's the superior sequel. Um, the second sequel that I've got for you is one that I've chewed your ear about a lot of times, AJ, um, and it's another horror sequel. Uh, this one is Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. Um, so the first Silent Night, Deadly Night um, came out in the early 80s. It's essentially just an 80s horror um, slasher, but set around Christmas time with a, um, with a criminal who looks like Santa Claus. Um, the second film was set a few years later, and basically it, it just is in bonkers. Um, and you don't even have to see it. have seen the first one because the second one reuses at least 45 minutes of footage from the first one. Um, I've watched it every Christmas season since about 2002, and um, most people know it as the film from the, uh, the Garbage Day meme that was popular a few years ago. Um, definitely worth checking out um, around the holidays. Thanks. Thank you, Craig. And while we're on a similar sort of wave, I thought we could also listen to uh, the podcast Hollow Hollocks sent us their pitch for Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 being the best sequel. So let's listen to that. Hi, I'm Maddie. And I'm Corey. And we are the Hollow Hollocks Anonymous. From a podcast dedicated to all things horror and occasionally Halloween. Corey, what makes a good sequel? Uh, uh, what makes a good sequel? I think you have to expand on the lore and mythos of the previous movie while making it better. And if you're talking about horror, you need a much bigger body count. Oh, definitely. I also think it helps if you just play around and have fun with it. Some of my favorite sequels do that. For instance, the greatest sequel of all time, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. That's a very good sequel. I think that uh, Phantasm does it too. I mean, they fundamentally change the plot and pacing of the movie but they turned it into a road film and took some chances which i think worked really well at the end of the day though you just don't want to make it look like you're rehashing the first film or break the yeah. rules yeah oh, yeah very true star wars sort of is guilty of that not that i've hated the new movies but the first one was essentially a remake of new hope yeah well thank you guys for very much for listening to our little take on what makes a good sequel yeah, and then go listen to us more. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, that's uh, great. Cool. And yeah. I, I like that they're on board with kind of what we're trying to do as well. Mm. They talk yeah. about talk about how, you know, it shouldn't be a rehash and Yeah, and, and then like they that. pitch Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Um, <laughs> horror people are, are, are so, like both Craig and the, the Hello Holics um, podcast are like, and you know, this, I'm not disparaging them. This is this is fine to say. I'm sure they're like horror fans. They get really like, or action fans. Anyone who's like a fan of a specific genre, yeah, gets real like nailed down in what what a, a good sequel should have. Um, and I think the Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, and probably Silent Night Deadly Night two, but not necessarily Final Destination two. What these are are meta sequels. Um, and by definition of being their own special category, are immediately out of the running for purity. <laughs> um, however, we'd be remiss to not mention Scream 2 uh, and the rules of a sequel that this film gives us. Um, while not being the most pure sequel, Scream 2 just does offer us criteria to look for a best sequel from. Mm. Um, do you want to? Do you do you remember the rules off by off the top of your head? Do you want to look uh, for sequel rules? It's um, the kills are bloodier. That's it. Yep, that's, uh, let me have a look. I should remember this. <laughs> uh, okay, the body count's always bigger. The death scenes are much more elaborate with more blood and gore. And if you want your films to become a successful franchise, never, ever... Blank. Blank. Uh, and wow. then apparently it's originally never, ever, under any circumstances, assume the killer is dead. And I guess you can. there are probably ways to apply that to non-horror horror films. Um Yeah. You know, instead of bigger body count, it's bigger bigger stakes. It's essentially what we're saying, just in the language of horror. Yeah. Cool. So while we're on the subject of meta sequels, uh, Tiffany from Facebook suggested 22 Jump Street. Mm. He says it can only be a sequel. It plays on the fact that it is a sequel, which was 100% fitting with the type of humor the first installment had. It then uses this to create a few unexpected moments that are great, um, funny, entertaining, familiar, yet new, and it builds on the first, my name is Jeff. <laughs> um, I, I think... Because we talked about meta sequels, you know, discounting. But I think this one being meta means that it's staying true to the original. Mm, very and, good point. Which is like, and it doubles down on it as well. So yeah. it's taking what you loved about the first one and going bigger with it, which is what a good Ooh, sequel should do. So I even like though it. it is very self-referential and meta, it's... So is the first one. Yeah, it, it's it's like the exception to the rule, you know. Mm. Does does the fact that it's based on a TV show obstruct its purity? Uh, I oof. no, okay, but maybe because it's it's actually the first one in itself is a sequel to a TV show. Yeah, yeah, technically, yeah. Maybe, the, confusing... maybe 21 Jump Street is the best sequel. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so before we uh, kind of crown a winner i guess um we're gonna go through some honorable mentions that these are ones that only like one person suggested yeah, but i thought okay. we're like oh that's cool i never would have thought of that um i don't think any of these are going to win because i don't know the general consensus clarification one it kind of it kind of messes with um but it was cool to get some answers that weren't ones that you hear all the time so uh romaine on youtube suggests cloudy with a chance of meatballs too um she says that 
Uh, it's her favorite sequel. It expands on the existing premise of the first film with the food slash animal hybrids, retaining the charm and humor of most of the characters, but also develops Flint's character and his relationships with others, most notably his dad, Tim, when another father figure enters his life. It also explores the consequences of the first film's catastrophe on a material level and on a character level. The newly introduced characters feel necessary and interesting, and the returning characters like Manny and baby Brent still have a role to play. A hidden gem. Sounds like a hidden gem. Yeah, I think I mean, I've seen it. What, have you seen the second one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, but like, yes. it, it's it's better than I expected, but it's not as good as the first one. And I think, and part of that is also due to, and if we're talking about sequel purity, uh, another thing we haven't brought up at all is like recasting. Mm. Um, well, they would knock the Dark Knight out. Let's get rid of the Dark Knight. Um, <laughs> well, so, it was already out. But. Yeah, like, um, yeah, it's clearly not as good as the first one. It doesn't have the same. Um, your voices behind it really literally and figuratively it's got um mr t's replaced by terry cruz and also um lord and miller i'm back is Very- bill Hader still back yeah yeah yeah. everyone okay. else is back apart from mr t okay damn um, damn yeah uh yeah understood that's a very interesting one i also think it's it's you know again it's not widely considered to be better or no. even on par with the first one sweet because the first one's um, so fucking good the Twisted Toast from YouTube suggested Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um, they say the first movie was used to establish the characters, so the sequel spends time focusing on character relationships. Peter's relationship with Yondu and Ego, Gamora and Nebula's relationship, Rocket's relationship with everyone. The first film was successful partially because of its interesting characters, and the sequel puts it to good use. It also had an amazing ending, a great overarching theme of family, and a great soundtrack. I mean, we've talked this to death. I agree with everything. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love Guardians of the Galaxy 2, but unfortunately it's not cons- considered on par with the first one and um it's yeah part of the cinematic i would say that james gunn is very good at sequels because i would like to throw into the ring scooby-doo 2 monsters unleashed i genuinely think that that is one of the best sequels of all time it is i believe it's better than the first and it's generally regarded as being at least on par with that kind of thing it yeah. takes all the characters and goes deeper with them and um you know t- gives it gives everyone something to do as well daphne's turned from a damsel in distress into like quite a badass in this film but it's not betraying her character it's a natural evolution and um scooby and shaggy learn how to do everything it goes deeper into the lore it takes the supernatural elements that were introduced in the first one and goes bigger with them while also still you know the rubber band of reality for this film isn't stretched too far and it yeah. also does this common sequel thing of like um doing like a flashback to like what made the characters the way they are in the first one and i honestly genuinely think that scooby-doo 2 monsters unleashed should be in contention i don't think i remember um scooby-doo 2 monsters unleashed well enough to comment on it but good on you for bringing it up well i think it should be in contention okay uh dawn of the dead was suggested by gas cadet on youtube this is the 70s version it's better than night of the living dead but only because it's more Bottom. yeah and, and all the ramiro ones are kind of um reboots of each other and yeah essentially. exactly yeah like the same kind of idea in different locations yeah uh austin powers the spy who shagged me was suggested by bradley from facebook you're gonna love this richard he says i honestly believe that this movie takes what was lovable about the first austin powers movie and makes it even better with better jokes and more characterization of austin coming to terms with his lack of mojo also fat bastard is the funniest <laughs> mike myers character ever because of how he crosses the line between jumping from disgusting to disgustingly funny. Yeah, I could not disagree more. Um, 
that's it. I can't disagree more. <laughs> like, oh, okay, sure, Spy Shade Me, good sequel, but fat bastard, man. <laughs> Get your, you know, you need help. Um, <laughs> Jesse from Facebook suggested the Purge sequels. She says, personally, I think the Purge franchise got better with every sequel. I wouldn't strictly call them critically good movies, but every time they take another run of the concept, they flesh out the ideas around the world and opportunities. It presents for characters in different socio-political positions. Uh, it's, that's pr- pr- uh, that's pretty rare in what originally, in what was originally content in the thriller genre. Content in the thriller genre. Yeah, cool. it's, yeah, like it's um, yeah, because the first one's just a home invasion thriller, which has right. an interesting world, and then they all try to go deeper with that. From what I hear, the second one is the best. I've I've right. seen the first and fourth one. I've seen right. the first purge and the first purge. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, they're interesting, but they're, they're again, they're kind of um, spin-offs in a way because they're, right. they're different stories in the same world rather than an actual sequel. Right. All right. Um, now, this is this is one that I think there's a good case for, but only one person mentioned it, so I got relegated to the honorable mentions section. Um, Sam from Facebook suggested John Wick Chapter 2. He says, the one, I, the one I love most was John Wick 2. The first one showed a little bit of this underground world, but mainly focused on John getting revenge. The sequel then expanded on this hidden world on a sa- of assassins, which I loved. Too long didn't read. John Wick 1 is, oh, I want to find out more about that. John Wick 2 is, oh, hell yeah, there's more about that. And then John Wick 3 was like, oh, no, there's too much about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I think John Wick 2 is, is a great exercise in world building um however just like with clarification 3a uh while a sequel may do everything right it could still just not be as good as the original film uh i don't um, think john wick chapter 2 is necessarily worse than the original though i just think the first one's too perfect okay sure uh Personally. should we look at uh ron tomatoes for a consensus yep john wick chapter 2 on uh ron tomatoes has 89% compared to the first one, which has... John Wick Chapter 1 is 86%. Well, okay. Fair enough. Uh, and the cha- the audience score for John Wick 2 is higher as well. Oh. Well, uh, at least in, in my conversations I have with people, people seem to prefer the first one the most. <laughs> okay, well, that means Age, sorry whoever suggested that. AJ's immediate friend group disagrees mm. with you, so we are discounting uh, it. Not even my immediate friend group. Just people I don't even know. Um, they, they aren't my friend. Uh, the Twilight Saga New Moon was suggested by Steph from Facebook. She says, I think New Moon is better than Twilight because it almost manages to pull off the angst of the books and and they sort out the running, I guess, from how fast the vampires are. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, we at Cold Pop sure are I, I definitely think it's the best directed film in the yeah. franchise. <laughs> Here's one that from Scott from Facebook, which I disagree with intensely, Richard. Okay. Scott suggests Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. He says the film... Don't even read the comment. The- All right, I won't. Fuck it. No, he says... Um, uh, he couldn't be more wrong. How he's more oh talking about. He talks about why it's a good film and not why it's a good sequel for a lot of it. He says, but then he says the first movie sets up a world and great characters, but Dead Man's Chest takes the premise and pumps it full of steroids while never changing course or tone from of the first. Mm, I would disagree. Um, yeah, the first disagree. one, first one's a perfect blockbuster. Yeah, and the the sequels are all trash. Yeah, 
The Adams Family Values was suggested by Tom from the Little Empire Podcast Pals group on Facebook. Yeah, see, I love getting suggestions like this. Like, Yeah, exactly. Uh, he doesn't really say much. He says he'll fight to the death in anyone who says alien is the aliens is better than alien. All right. Well, um, we've got some people you can fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, at Mike Mercury 8 on Twitter suggests Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, which I don't think you've seen. No, Richard, I haven't. Um, actually, do you also really go on Die Hard 2? Have you seen that? People don't think Die Hard 2 is a good sequel, you fucking liar. Well, Die Hard 3 then, you fuck. Uh, <laughs> Big Mama's House 2 was suggested by Stephen on YouTube. He says, Big Mama's House 2, because hell yeah, brother. I mean, maybe. Maybe Big Mama's House 2 is the best sequel, but we don't take it seriously enough. Uh, and this was by no means an unpopular suggested sequel, but um, Jake from Little Empire Podcast Pal suggested Star Trek 2, The Wrath of Khan. Khan. <laughs> the Wrath. The Wrath of Khan. People always used to give me shit because I'd pronounce wrath as wrath. Yeah, but it's wrath, isn't it? A lot, a lot of people yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, so fuck everybody, dude. <laughs> the W of K. All right, that's it. Those are all the movies that, that were suggested. We have some TV shows and video games that were suggested, but I don't know. Do we crown a winner now? Do you have one in mind? What are you thinking? Oh, well, I've already said mine. Skip it to two monsters unleashed. Are you being serious? Honestly, like it fits all oh, the criteria. Off, it might not be the not best the movie best. that happens to be a sequel, but it one hundred percent fits all of our criteria. You think that's a better sequel than Spider Man Two or Toy Story Two? I mean, as far as sequel, as far as their um, status as a sequel, they're all on par. I would say. So then, shouldn't they get extra points for being better movies? Like, shouldn't be like once yeah, you've got yeah, everything? Probably, that- but I'm just saying that I, in terms of purity. They're they're in the same conversation, right? Okay, so we've got those. So let's say the purest sequels are Scooby Doo Two, Monsters Unleashed, Spider Man Two, Toy Story Two. X2 I feel like those are as well, and and X Two. Okay, yep, I'm happy with those four. All right, now let's rank those in order of goodness. So Spider Man Two is at the bottom, <laughs> followed by Toy Story Two, <laughs> followed by X Two, and then there's a massive leap in quality, and then we have Scooby Doo Two, Monsters Unleashed at the top. Cool, well, that's the podcast. Agreed. All right, and <laughs> so the, the, what an unceremonious crowning. Um, yeah, no, I'd say those four, and out of those four, I think I would probably say Spider-Man 2 is slight... If we're talking about um, quality, the top two would definitely be Toy Story 2 or Slash 3 and Spider-Man 2, and I think in terms of purity and what you want in a sequel, Spider-Man 2 might just edge out Toy Story. Yeah, agreed. So the the best sequel is the one we put on the the picture for the episode. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know it was going to be a spoiler at the time. I didn't know we'd we'd, we'd all agree with it. And and with a close runner up being Scooby Doo Monsters. And I think Terminator Two Judgment Day. I'm not entirely sure why I nixed that out of the running. So maybe that's in there as well. Um, but yeah, Empire Strikes Back and Aliens. I think have good reasons for not not being counted as pure. So do The Godfather Part 2 and The Dark Knight. And also, do you know what? It's up to you, the listener. Yeah, fucking hell. You're one of the guests. Fuck, I don't give a shit what I think. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't give a shit what the best sequel is. Yeah, who gives a shit? If you get enjoyment out of a sequel and you love it to bits, even if it's, you know, no one else thinks it's a good sequel, you fucking enjoy it. Because more power to you, okay? We're not we're not here to crown a best sequel. We did, thought- and that's what we set out to do. But we're not but here we're to, not do here that. to do it. <laughs> um, 
in terms of TV shows, obviously there aren't too many TV show sequels, but um, Matt from Facebook and Brian from YouTube both suggested The Legend of Korra, the last Airbender sequel. Yeah, I've heard good things. Yeah, um, Matt says it's developed its own style that still worked within an already establishing world and lore. It paid homage to the last Airbender and, the, and to the legacy of Aang and his friends, without resting entirely entirely on that story's success. Uh, developed the world that was left by The Last Airbender in creative and compelling ways that produced original stories. More specifically, I loved how the series expanded on both the successes and failures of the previous cast, in particular Aang, and built on the leaving difficulties issues that Korra had to deal with. A great example of bridging the old and new, in my opinion. Very cool. And uh, Brian also says um, that he can't imagine a world in which the story wasn't told. Ooh, ooh. which is a pretty good qualifier for a sequel yeah um that, that it feels like it is you know the next needs to be told mm. but um mm. another couple of uh ones i had because also we would be talking about um you know tv shows that are sequels to movies say something like stitch the series yeah. um you know which obviously would be pitch? in the conversation <laughs> um another uh good tv show sequel i thought of uh dragon ball z because that's the sequel to Dragon Ball. Oh, yeah, um, true. And, yeah. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a manga and, and whatever. But, yeah. um, I mean, yeah, Dragon Ball Z, I loved that growing up. And it's, and it is, you know, good sequel. It builds on some stuff from... I, I mean, it becomes its own thing as it goes on. But it builds on uh, the first one quite a lot. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, and Jeff from Facebook suggests that Star Trek The Next Generation must surely win. He says, better captain, better supporting cast, better effects, and better stories. Uh, I would say it's a reboot, in a way. No, it, they it? do. It is a sequel because it's new characters. and they, Yeah, but it's it, it, well, like a soft reboot in, in the sense that it's like a reinvigoration. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in video games, uh, we had Mass Effect 2 was suggested by Isabel from Little Empire Podcast Pals on Facebook. Half-Life 2, Kingdom Hearts 2, and Witcher 3 Wild Hunt was suggested by Taylor from yeah, I mean, Half-Life 2 is the, the be all, the supposedly the be-all and end-all. I Half-Life 2. It's so good. And then Josiah from Little Empire Podcast Pals on Facebook suggested Halo 2. So everyone on Little Empire Podcast Pals loves video games, apparently. Um, the video, video games, video games um, an obvious one for me would be Crash Bandicoot 2. Yeah. Um, and because cause in video games as well, you also get to... Um, like there's more to the, the game like you have gameplay as well as it's the story so it's like dimension. you can improve those yeah. things um and then also uncharted 2 uncharted 2 yeah. is a perfect sequel it's like I love not only 2. is the story but the gameplay is is absolute peak everything um, i'd also like to drop in odd world abe's exodus i think that's better than odd world abe's odyssey mm-hmm. i think just just look at ha- just if you look at all the things you can do and what the story is and abe's odyssey abe's exodus is like yeah now do that three times but now you have double the powers double the the like <laughs> double the pleasure double the fun yeah, exactly i love and dance abe's forever um yeah the uh another one i want another thing i wanted to quickly um bring up was um songs with sequels Mm. um because can you think crazy that we're going to music before books but okay let's do it oh so i I forgot about books (laughs) but let's do music first um (laughs) let's slowly strip away things so we've we've got audio and video now we're stripping away the video and then we'll strip away the audio till you're just reading (laughs) 
Um, what a cool way to think of it. <laughs> uh, so one one great Ashes to Ashes by David Bowie is a sequel to Space Oddity that c- continues the storyline of Major Tom, um, right. revealing that he is a um, one of his aliases, David Bowie's aliases. Another um, one, and this might need explaining for our non-Australian and New Zealand viewers, but Snoopy's Christmas is a sequel to Snoopy versus the Red Baron. Um, Ooh. Snoopy's Christmas is a Christmas song featuring the Peanuts character Snoopy, which is played every Christmas ad infinitum uh, in specifically in New Zealand and Australia. Um, it not it's actually countries? not a hit like anywhere else, weirdly oh enough. My God, I didn't know that. Um, I th- like maybe a little bit in the UK, but yeah, there's it's, it's actually part of a series. The most recent one in 2008, the Royal Guardsman who released the song made a song called Snoopy versus Osama. Um, what where he takes fuck? on Osama bin Laden. But, uh, I mean, Snoopy's Christmas is obviously the highlight. You might actually know Snoopy and the Red Baron, Snoopy versus the Red Baron. Um, like, you know, you think you only know Snoopy's Christmas, but you might, if you listen to that one, you might know it as well. But, yeah, Snoopy's Christmas is a, is a Kiwi is Christmas classic. thing I've found out And it's a today. sequel. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, on to books. Yeah. No one suggested any books, but personally, I feel, <laughs> Richard, that Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets is underrated in how well it acts as a sequel. Yeah. I'm not talking about movie version. I don't like the Harry Potter movies. I like the books, though. And the book, it does, it, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets does the same thing that um, fucking Toy Story and Spider-Man do with character stakes, because... The first film, or the first story, the first book, I should say, is... is I like, am Harry Potter, and then... <laughs> I am Harry Potter, I am a Gryffindor, and then the second one is, maybe I'm not Gryffindor, maybe I'm Slytherin, maybe I'm not Harry Potter, maybe I'm Voldemort. And yeah. so I think it, it operates really well as a sequel. I like how you were like, um, oh, it's weird you're doing music before we go to books, because we've got this big list of books everyone suggested. Yeah. And they're yeah, like, well, exactly. no one actually did, it was just me. It's oh, it's how I do things, Richard. Well, well I like that's it, right? it, man. That's, <laughs> okay. that's so... We're going to probably be talking a lot more about Spider-Man 2 next next week. I don't know if we'll delve into as much of the sequel conversations as we did on this one. Or maybe we will and we'll just repeat everything. Uh, and in two weeks' time, get your microphones ready because we're going to be doing What's the Best Prequel. And then after that, we're going to do What's the Best Spin-Off. And then we're going to be like, What's the Best Midquill? And we're just going to go until each of these podcasts are like two minutes long because there's only one film that fits the category <laughs> this is our this is our non-film franchise Fortnite's episodes yeah. from now on yeah it's just what's the best form of sequel i guess and then they're all sequels. um yeah and, and then what's the best form of sequel what's the best type of sequel to do and then <laughs> and it's just we at the end we're like it's sequel yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh and then we'll do what's the best movie wow the answer is Scooby Doo. <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you very much for listening. Um, go find Cole Popsha on Facebook and Instagram, and uh, YouTube and Acast and iTunes, which is getting deleted apparently. I don't know what that means for podcasts, but wait, what? Um, iTunes is being retired. It might just <laughs> really? be the, the software, not the website, though. I don't know. I didn't bother reading into it. Um, you can email us at colpopshamedia at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Popsha. We're at Popsha on all the big social media, so go find us there. And let us know what you think the best sequel is if you haven't already, or let us know why you think we're wrong in crowning what we crown as the best sequel. 
Well, sorry, I'm just baffled by this iTunes thing. Yeah. I've like I've like just gotten back into iTunes because I um got all the music off my old iPod, so it's got like eight thousand wow. songs on it now. And I've been like, man, I haven't heard this song in years. But huh, they they just go and delete everyone's iTunes. <laughs> I don't think I've ever listened to eight thousand songs in my life. I used to be the way I am with music now. I used to be about well, the way I am with movies now. I used to be on music. Let's do what's to, the best song. Oh wait, we already did that. <laughs> we um at, at my in my maths class and um at high school, at the end of the term, they would do like a music quiz, and I started having to write them because it was unfair to everyone else. <laughs> very cool notes to end on. All right, everybody, thank you very much for listening, and thank you so much for your suggestions. You can find all the people who suggested. Um, through audio you can find links to their shows or whatever in the comments in the sorry in the show notes below um, go with God uh, and have a alright goodbye everybody wait is the New Testament the best sequel <laughs> yeah but then it's ruined by the Book of Mormon alright goodbye goodbye everybody <laughs>